You're listening to the Walk Around Knowledge Podcast with Lo Millie, where I break down topics I've learned while securing my legacy. Think about it as knowledge you should be armed with while navigating through life. Let's take a walk. Welcome back to another episode of the Walk Around Knowledge Podcast. Last episode, we talked about, you know, me gaining a little traction with starting Can't Stay Put, me starting to put in my 10,000 hours. But on this episode, we're going to talk about when your girl start to feel validated. I'm feeling like I got the juice. People starting to love me a little bit, starting to get a little recognition. And I'm going to talk about what I felt was the project or the event that kind of shifted things for me. And, you know, I'm speaking about it from how it felt internally, you know, externally people can think, you know, this was what was the pivot or, you know, this is what took her off. But this is what I deem is like the pivotal moment um, where I start to really feel like this is what I do. Like, this is what I do per, for a profession. Respect me as such. Put some respect on my name. Um, so we're going to dig in. So just want to set the stage, right? So I'm still living the nomad life, still not paying rent anywhere because I don't have a home. I'm still living out of storage. Uh, I'm typically hopping between Oakland, LA, New York, and Atlanta. So I, I feel like I always need to set that stage because, you know, when you're doing a lot, building your businesses and all the other kind of stuff, to not have a home base, to not have a place that you call your own, like it's on a whole nother level. Um, but we'll dig into that a little bit later, but anyway, so the pivotal moment for me that I felt like took me f to a space of recognition and validation and just the beginning and start was the people's choice trip. So you may have heard the term, the people's choice is typically when, you know, the people gets to choose. And so in my case, you know, at this time, I was thinking of a, a cool project and a cool way to engage my platform and community and being a part of the Can't Stay Put brand. And so my idea was, you know what, I'm going to let my community vote on the location of my next destination for the Can't Stay Put project. And so... At this time, I'm like, yo, like this is this is going to be dope, like very engaging. And at the time, like I mentioned before, you know, this has been done plenty of times over now. But at that time, you know, black travel, millennial influencer bloggers, we're still this is still fresh for us. Like, like I said, we the, the freshman class. So anyway, so it was a very engaging project. Um, and yeah, the five locations that we ended up narrowing it down to were Cuba, Croatia, Iceland, India, and Tanzania. And the stipulations for the destination were it had to be a place I had never been before. It couldn't have been like paradise on no honeymoon type time. Cause I'm like, I ain't finna go to no honeymoon destination without no honey to moon with. <laughs> and it also needed to not be a, like war torn destination. So those are the three stipulations. So the five choices were narrowed down to like Cuba, Croatia, Iceland, India, Tanzania. At the time I had never been to any of those countries. Now looking back, I've been to one, two, four of those five. Um, but anyway, and so 
those were the five final choices. And then I did like the final polling and my community picked Iceland. And so, you know, I know as you hear Iceland, Iceland is a known destination. We all know it's amazingly beautiful. If you have not gone, I suggest you go. Um, Just Google the pictures. You will be in awe. But at this time, back in 2014, Iceland wasn't a destination for black folks, particularly millennials at this time. That does not mean black people hadn't gone to Iceland prior to this time. Because, you know, people be like thinking that you're speaking in absolutes. I'm not speaking in absolutes. I know for a fact that black people have been going to Iceland for a long time, but it was not a destination that we frequented. And so um at that time this was before Beyonce and Jay went before Kim and Kanye before Lil Duval before any of your you know black celebs and I just had to you know put that out there so we can date my level of influence not trying to say that they went because I went but I'm just trying to say that I had a ricochet uh (laughs) impact on Iceland becoming a destination within our community along with all of my other fellow black pioneer people in the movement so anyway back to the story so my community picked Iceland. Um, I was super geeked. I had never been before. Um, if you don't know, one thing about me, I am a sucker for landscape and for outdoors. I am addicted to going to places with beautiful and magnificent landscapes that make me feel small so I can be reminded of the magnitude of God. And so Iceland was by far um, one of the best places to feel that. Um, and so my community, they've picked Iceland. So, you know, I'm like, all right, cool. Like this is it. So I'm like, all right, at this time I'm still bartering. I'm still trying to figure out, you know, who am I going to work with to create content, to create the programming, um, to tell this story both visually and written. And so I go to the gram, I go to Facebook and I'm like, okay, I need to find somebody to partner with there. Um, And also at this time, I'm also figuring out how to travel very cheaply because travel in the sense for work, like it's work, this, it wasn't vacation. And so when you are looking to go create content, storytell, partner, you're trying to cut your costs. And at this point in time, can't say put it still a brand, not a business. Um, And so I am reaching out, doing outreach to different people to learn about the destination, but also to see how I can barter, partner with somebody um, to cut costs, but to also kind of just make the experience as um, enlightening, as awe-inspiring, as enjoyable for my community as possible. So I reached out um, to this guy on Facebook named Arnie. I think his like handle was absolute Iceland and said, you know, I am, you know, this black millennial traveler. I'm an inspirational explorer. I have this platform called can't stay put, you know, I know your audience is mainly Caucasian. You know, my audience, I will be introducing them to Iceland, you know, I know for a fact that Iceland is not a destination for my community. So I think it'd be a great opportunity for us to come together. Like he took dope pictures, you know, and I know people are probably out there like, is this a stranger? This is a white man? Like what? And I'm like, you know, to be honest from age 25 to probably like 28, I did a lot of shit that I probably wouldn't do today. 
Um, and you'll continue to hear why I'm making this statement as I continue to tell the story. So anyway, so Arnie, Arnie from Iceland responds. It's just like, you know, I think this is dope. I'm cool, you know, with partnering with you. You know, I would love to introduce or, you know, attract a more diverse and multicultural audience to my platform. So I think this is great. What you're doing is awesome. And so, you know, he's looking at my platform. He's looking at Can't Say Put and He's like, yo, this is dope. You're amazing. And mind you, I'm still in the mind frame of like this 26 year old, like who just started something from scratch, not necessarily taking out the time to look at what I may be in the eyes of somebody else. And so when I had this photographer, this person in Iceland start to talk about me in a way that I hadn't really heard a stranger, let alone somebody who had never met me speak about me and what I was doing. So it, it made me, it made things start to feel real if you would. And so he agreed to partner with me. So at this time I'm like, okay, we're trying to figure out what we're going to do. He circled back and like, you know, you can stay with, with me and my wife. And I'm like, uh, oh, okay. So, you know, at this point I'm like, all right, the cost of the trip going down. Thank you, Jesus. Cause <laughs> I mind you can't say put is a brand, not a business at this point. Right. I'm still working side gigs, still bartering here and there trying to, you know, make a dollar out of 15 cents. So, you know, when he said I could stay with him and his wife, I'm like, Ooh, thank God that he has a wife. So it ain't about to be on no funny business. So I'm thinking, right. You know what I mean? Like I'm running down the checklist It's like, all right, this has to be a nice group of people the whole nine. So I'm like, cool. I'm trying to think if I told my parents this at this time. I feel like I didn't tell them that I was staying with them until I was already in Iceland. (laughs) That's the type of shit that I do. My parents know I have flown to places and not had any accommodations until I landed. That's just the MO that I've operated on. But anyway, so countdown to the trip. Um, preparing you know getting my stuff in order and you know it's still a I haven't released my destination to my audience yet not going to release the destination until I get to Iceland so mind you like I'm hype I'm psyched to be going to this new place and the plan is to meet up at this bookstore in Reykjavik right and I'm in my mind, like I'm flying over. I'm excited because I'm geek. Like, you know, like anybody, your first time going somewhere like geek. And I know people are probably like, but you've been going so many places. Like I legit turned into like a five-year-old kid. Like you would think that I would be used to this, but like, no. So like I'm geeked. I land and the plan is to meet up at a meetup for the first time at a bookstore. So we haven't FaceTime. I don't even know if we have FaceTime. We haven't FaceTime. We ain't Google chat. I ain't never seen this person we ain't physically talked we don't know nothing about nothing other than what's on my Facebook and what's on this person's Facebook so I'm just you know I land in Iceland you know make my way into town then I start to pray because I'm like Lord please don't let these people come and try to kidnap my ass like what if they catfished me like what if I got a fight like what if I got caught by you know all the things are going through my head right um but they show up, they wholesome, and I'm like, wow, you are exactly who you said you are, <laughs> right? Thank you, Jesus. In my mind, I'm saying, like, thank you, Jesus, because, you know, I've done things with strangers around the world, and typically I always 
uh, preface it with like, listen, I'm going to hang out with you, but if you try some shit, I'm going to rock your ass. And I always say that. People always crack up like, girl, what you mean? I'm like, you know, we're sober now. Everything's copacetic. So I just want to get it out here because I don't know you and you don't know me. But I will fuck you up if you try some funny shit. All right, let's have a good time. So that's usually how I, um, you know, rock with strangers. So at this time, we're in the bookstore. Everything checks out. The wife looks like the wife in the picture. He looks like himself in the picture. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like, Still thinking like, Lauren, you're about to go home with them. Still, you don't know these people, but you in Iceland, you hype, you're 26. Shit 26-year-olds do, you know? Um, But before we left the bookstore, I sat there and I just had this like aha moment. Well, I don't even know if it was aha moment. It was a validation moment because I was just like, Lauren, you are sitting in Iceland discussing your first real international partnership with another photographer who has a brand and platform like yo that's you like you doing that like and this is off of your merit like this is off of somebody who wants to work with you not only do they want to work with you they're gonna open a home to you like that's how high of a regard they hold you in and so that's why I said with this episode, like this is like the validation. This is me starting to receive or, you know, being instances where like people starting to see me like not just your friends because, you know, your friends support you and, you know, your colleagues and all the other kind of stuff. But like total strangers are like, yo, you're dope. What you're doing is dope. I want to work with you. So internally, like I'm getting hella emotional, low key, like want to cry, but I'm not going to cry in front of these strangers, uh, but I'm emotional. So anyway, so we leave, go back um, to their home. You know, everything is copacetic, wonderful home. We map out our um, experience. We ended up road tripping for majority of the time. Um, Arnie's wife worked for a hotel chain. So we got the hook up there. So like all of these things, I'm just like, yo. And then on top of that, <laughs> I don't even think I ever publicly said this. I had another friend from Italy fly in that I had met a year before because I wasn't too sure if I was going to have a photographer, anybody help me capture content. And I just had a random ass friend who was on holiday in Italy. I was like, I'm being isolated. You want to roll through? Cause I kind of need somebody to take some pictures. If, if you were trying to roll through and they rolled through too. So all three of us were road tripping. Um, it kind of just turned to like, yo, this is my project. I'm riding around Iceland with two white men and I'm running the show. <laughs> what is this? What is life? Right? <laughs> Luckily, Iceland is a very safe place. So I did not feel any type of way, you know. And like I said, I already told you what I preface and what I say to people when I'm with them for the first time. But anyway, so we're road tripping around Iceland like having God like experiencing taking in landscapes that are literally like out of this world. Um, and so I'm beginning to curate my experience through social. I've made the announcement. I'm finally there. You know, my community is ecstatic, up in arms. I'm starting to get feedback and just affirmation from my community that, you know, I'm really, expanding their horizon 
horizons, expanding their minds around, you know, visiting a place like Iceland. It had never been on people's radar, had never seen a black person go. Um, But it was just, you know, one of those experiences where it's like, yo, I'm putting on like I'm my people's the people's ambassador. And it, you know, kind of coincides with me calling it the people's choice trip. And so, you know, as I'm traveling through the countryside, as I'm exploring, as I'm curating my experience, as I'm telling my story, you know, I'm kind of having like this dual experience of just the constant validation is like, you know, God was presenting things to me that was just like, yeah, Lauren, you really do this. They take you seriously. Like you are inspirational explorer and they refer to you as such. And yeah, you made that damn title up and they take it seriously. It's like, wow, wow, Lauren, you really do this. You be traveling for a living. You got a whole branding platform. Like you really, you know, trying to be professionally you for a living. So, but I was still broke. Let's just be clear about that though. Um, <laughs> the money comes later. Okay. But anyway, so I'm, I'm having this experience. My community is, is totally engaged. Um, I've gotten this validation from, you know, this photographer and major for, well, I wouldn't say yeah, major photographer and platform in Iceland. And I remember telling him that, these images are going to get published. Like somebody's going to pick this up. I haven't seen anybody black do this trip like this. I've never seen anybody put Iceland on the map for our community like this. Somebody going to pick this up. I don't know who, and I don't know when, but somebody going to pick it up. Would you know? I would say maybe like four months. After that trip, somebody from Sheen Magazine reached out to me and was like, they want to give you your whole, a whole page spread. I'm like, what? Not me. Not Low Millie. What? In a magazine? Oh, shit. My wife done made it, okay? The caveat is I'm still broke, but I done made it. I'm about to be in a magazine. <laughs> like I'm about to, like, be able to show my kids something. So, you know, I knew... My trip to Iceland was something special. I knew it was a pivotal experience in, you know, my career building can't stay put. But getting that phone call to be featured in Sheen Magazine and not have like a little paragraph, not have like one picture, but to have like a full like page spread. It was just like, yeah, Lauren, like God was like, I told you, like you on the right path. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm giving you the reassurance to know that you are here to shake shit up, to empower and influence and, 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 and educate, um, black millennials, you know, and I could have never have guessed it. I mean, I feel like it was ordained. I mean, I had manifested it, I guess I put it out to the universe and the shit came true, but you know, it's still kind of like, whoa, like, I can't believe this really happened. And so I will say simultaneously, although that feature came a couple months after I came back from Iceland, immediately after me coming back to Iceland, like things started to pick up, like people wanted more interviews. Uh, people want to feature me more. People wanted to learn more about Iceland. Then it became like, it, it was just 
such a brand building experience of establishing the level of authority to do what it is that I do. So it was like, okay, she going to a place that most black folks had never been before. So she knew how to navigate in a place like Iceland. Iceland is crazy as it is. She traveled with a stranger. She done figured out how to create a whole partnership and create this content in this space um, and road trip across this country um, and engage a community and tell a story in a way that people are engaged and moved and inspired by it. And so it was like, wow, like, girl, you're doing it. Okay, you're doing it. So anyway, so me left, I came back. I started to get more traction, started to get more people um, wanting to feature me. And I remember um, Blavity reaching out. And you know, this is 2014. I think Blavity was started in 2014 or 2013. I feel like it was 2014, though. Um, but... I remember when they first reached out, they were brand spanking new. Um, and I I think I had like a feature article, but then they were also doing a campaign like for their like creators. And this was the point where like Blavity was centered around the creators creating the content that lived on the platform. And so their campaign was like, they were sending out like GoPros to like, um, all of these creators and like kind of highlighting who you were and what you did. And then I was like, I was featured. Then I was selected to like get a GoPro. And I was like, Oh shit. You know what I mean? Like this is other black owned um, platform. Shout out to Morgan. Um, super proud of you. Um, but you know, it was just like, yo, this is dope. And like I said, like kind of dating, uh, mentioning back to like the freshman class, I felt like, 2013 2014 there was just a lot of activity of like just starting things like starting brands starting platforms starting businesses just doing things outside of the box so it was just a very um exciting time so you know to get picked up by blavity not knowing who blavity will be today but i was still fucking hype you know what i mean and then you know um I think the biggest sense of validation of like, oh, shit, you got the juice was going home to the infamous, illustrious Howard Homecoming. Okay, if your Howard homies ain't on you, then you ain't done it yet. Okay, and that was the homecoming after Iceland, after the Blavity feature and the partnership. I was like, yeah, I'm going to homecoming this year because your girl doing some. I got a whole brand. I got a business. I got, you know, I got logo sweatshirt. You know, I'm I'm feeling myself. okay. and it doesn't take much for Howard alum to feel ourselves. So you already know, like I'm probably unbearable at this point. (laughs) Um, But rightfully so, like I done built some shit from scratch and shit is taking off. So, yeah. (laughs) But anyway, like Howard homecoming, like I feel like. That homecoming meant so much to me. Like, it will always um, be one of the best homecomings I ever went to because people saw me. It was my first time going back to homecoming after starting Can't Stay Put. And people saw me. And people acknowledged me. And I mean, and when I'm saying see me, like, clearly not physically. Like, clearly my friends, they see me. But, like, see me for what I'm doing. Acknowledging me for what I have birthed into the universe. Um, 
acknowledging me for the impact that I'm making on them or people around them, how I've inspired them. And so it was just such a good feeling to just be acknowledged by your peers. Yeah, that validation don't matter. Yeah, you don't wait to get validation to start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're not going to sit here and act like validation from your peers don't feel good because it does. It's fucking human. Now, you don't live for that validation because I don't, never have. Um, but it feels good and it's, it's reaffirming and it inspires you to keep going because, again, this is just a brand, right? I'm starting to rise up and starting to really think about how I can truly monetize this brand in various different ways because more doors are opening. My brain is being exposed to new ways of thinking, uh, new ways of doing things. And so it's like I said, like this time period was kind of like Pandora's box opening. So I'm in a space where I feel like I've opened up Pandora's box. You know, I'm, I'm finally starting to see the opportunity that exists within what I'm creating, knowing that I, you know, need more resources, need more like where there are financial and human resources, but I can kind of see how I can make a living from this. I know I was far away from it, but I, I could see from the the traction that I was gaining from the doors that were opening from the, the brainstorm conversations that I was having, the opportunity that existed. And it was just a matter of figuring out what, what was the ideal thing to do? And, you know, I will be the first to continue to admit that I'm still in the figuring out stage, even though I've gained, I'm getting this validation, um, getting this affirmation for the brand. And I, you know, I keep on reiterating the difference because there is a big difference. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm getting this affirmation, um, the validation for like this brand existing and, you know, the impact that I'm making that it needs to stay here and, you know, all of the above, but I'm still shaky on the business part, like the monetization part, like should I monetize it this way? Um, and so what I had decided is like, okay, I'm going to try apparel, you know, and, and see what happens and sell apparel. And it wasn't like I'm about to turn this into like a lifestyle clothing company. There's like, you know, it was another thing to throw up on the wall and see if this shit sticked. And it wasn't my first time making apparel. It was my first time like selling it because I actually had made Can't Stay Put logo tees for my very first trip to Southeast Asia. And I would just give them out to people. So it was like I've always had um, the branding mindset of like having the merch, only rocking, you know, your own gear. And I will say for the longest, I only wore, like I had a uniform, like shout out to Janelle Monet because legit, I used to be on the same type time. Can't say put a t-shirt, black jeans or black leggings and my black uh, combat boots. I would legit wear that shit every day, every day. But anyway, this was my first time you know, actually opening up for people to purchase. Um, and I did. And did I stick with it long enough? Hell no. Nah. <laughs> Could I have stick with it long enough? Yes, for sure. But I think I would, like I mentioned, I was still in that trial and era 
phase. And I still sell merch today. I, I think, you know, looking back now or even now realizing that I do want it to be a all the time type of thing. But back in that point in time, it was like, OK, let's see. Let's test this out. Kind of like beta phase, beta testing of various different streams of of income or, you know, beta testing of various different offerings. It's like I have the language and the know-how to speak about it very eloquently now, but I damn sure didn't then. I didn't know what, from a business terminology, what I was doing. I was just doing shit. Um, So I know this has been a mouthful, so we're going to take a little break, and we'll be back. So now we're back. And so before we close out, just want to leave you with a couple of words about validation, because I know I spoke a lot about it. I just want to be clear that, you know, we're not out here trying to seek validation. Right. You know, God validates us. We validate ourselves. However, it is perfectly normal to want to be acknowledged by your peers. It's perfectly normal um, to want people to see what you see. You know what I mean? Like, clearly, I wouldn't have started Can't Say Put if I didn't think that it was something worthy to be created. But I think, you know, I would be remiss if I didn't admit that it's a good feeling to have your peers acknowledge you. You know what I mean? And I think when you are building something and you're on this journey, know that, you know, you need to be committed to the journey with or without it. And like I said, like this time period that I'm speaking about, I was already over almost two years in, almost a year and a half in. So, you know, this wasn't something that happened after a couple months or after a year. I had to work up to that point because you you do have to show people that you got skin in the game. Right. Because we are the millennials. We are part of the microwave generation. We are part of the generation that starts some shit and quit the shit in the same week. Um, and so to stick with something for a long period of time, you are proving that you think it's worthy, right? And how you're treating it and how you're building it and how you're growing it, that that energy will start to permeate beyond you and people will start to recognize it. So, you know, just want to leave you with that two cents. No, we ain't out here seeking no validation. We validate ourselves. The one above validates us. However, do good work out here. Create dope-ass shit. And, you know, us and the rest of your peers will show you mad love. Okay? Until next time. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Walk Around Knowledge Podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you leave a comment. Let me know what you're thinking. Make sure you tell your mama's mama and your mama's mama to pull up. Um, yeah, until next time, y'all stay up. <laughs>